Welcome to another bonus edition of Record Roundtable. Where we talk about the music that came out in the month. And this month happens to be November. I mean, you're listening to it in December, you the point. This is Caleb Robinson speaking, and I'm here with... Jared is here. The ever-present Jared. I am a present. Is is here, though. And I am present. He's present, and just like our current month, December, uh-huh. he's going he's gonna to provide the present. Oh, nice. We'll see about that. We will see about that. Uh, so that first song is from uh, Benny. Hmm. That song, uh, probably already familiar to anybody who would have been already familiar with it. Uh, because it was one of those uh, quarantine TikTok explosion songs. Oh, no. I know. Why have you done this? Because it's actually like a pretty good album. The album is Hey You X by Benny, uh-huh. and um, that song in particular was put onto the album um, even though it's been out for a while. Um, but, yeah, that one, that one kind of exploded because – I mean, we're going to have to get used to talking about TikTok folks because I guess that's just the way that music works now. Um, but, like, as an overall album, it's actually fairly decent. I enjoyed it quite a bit. And uh, it uh, it's not just a TikTok album because it's not just the one song, but it's got a lot of other stuff going on it. It's, uh, it's pretty varied. It's got a lot of cool pop, indie pop, indie rock kind of sounds on it, and it's not... Not just a TikTok album. Anyway, so that's the first album is uh, Benny's album, Hey You X. And the next album I'd like to talk about, I'm not sure if you listened to all this album, Jared, but mm-hmm. I, I'm hoping that you did. That is uh, Miley Cyrus's new album, Plastic Hearts. Oh. Can't get you off my mind, off my mind. Lord knows I tried a million times, million times. Oh, oh, why can't you, why can't you just let me go? So that was like a uh, lead single, I would say, off of uh, Plastic Hearts, the song that has Dua Lipa on it, who has uh-huh. been making some waves lately. Uh, yeah. Did you did you look at, uh, this is a weird time to ask, but did you look at the Grammy nominations, Jared? I did. I can't believe they did that to The weekend. I can't believe they did that to The weekend. I'll never forgive them. How on earth is, okay, how on earth, let me ask you now, how on earth? It's politics. Did I you know see what is. happened? No, I don't. I did not. So he was trying, he's performing at the Super Bowl halftime show, which is going to be super cool. Right. And he was working with the Grammys to be able to do uh, both performances. Both right. Perform at the Grammys and at the... He decided to go Super Bowl instead of Grammys and they got Well, mad. I mean, I don't think, I don't know if, like, just conversation broke down. Right. He for sure was doing the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then, like, I don't know if they ever, like, solidified him performing or not. Right. But then the nominations came out and he got zero nominations he's like you know i think i'm just gonna not go to the grammys now he's like this is trash you the you you deserve the fans deserve for you to tell the truth basically what he said well the thing is is that like if you look at even okay if you were to not take into effect the fact the album is really good Mm -hmm. 
if you were just to say that Blinding Lights, which is one of the most popular songs of the entire year, doesn't deserve being nominated for Pop Song over Yummy by Justin Bieber. That's a bad song. Are you out of your mind that Blinding, Blinding Lights, Lights is the biggest song of the year, probably? Probably. I'd say that and WAP are probably the two biggest yeah. songs of the year. Yeah, that's true. Blinding Lights is, I like, it's had a longer streak. Like, right. the time that it's been at the top is, yeah. has been longer than WAP. Yeah, didn't that WAP come out, like, like, March? Yes. And WAP, like, is not really relevant right now. No. And so, I mean, that came out. The hoes are no few, longer in the house. The, yes. Just a few months ago, and it's still not. And yet, right. Blinding Lights was popular for the a longer period of time, and I would argue still is, you know, a hot uh, a hot song it's a very good song too but uh to circle back to where we are dua lipa uh uh, her her other song don't start now is also one of the biggest songs of the year Mm -hmm. um and it got quite a few nominations so Mm uh you know her being on miley cyrus's album i feel like is kind of a statement of the fact that like it's a better album than what you would expect from miley cyrus well, you know who else is on that album? There's quite a few people actually. Billy, Billy Idol, Tyler's Tyler's boy. Uh huh. Joan Jett's on there. Uh huh. Stevie Nicks. Yeah, I like those uh, those songs at the end. The the three mm-hmm. covers. Yeah. She. I mean, really, the the covers were kind of the the first indication of where this album was going because Plastic Hearts is kind of her foray into like '80s pop rock. Uh huh. I'd say that's the the most uh, evident way of explaining it. It's funny because like uh, Nightcrawling, which is the song that has Billy Idol on it, is like such a Billy Idol song. Like it's almost not really a uh, Miley Cyrus song. It's really more of like a Billy Idol song that happens to have Miley Cyrus on it. Um, but I don't know. I I liked what she was doing here. What I think is funny too. We talked about uh, when Taylor Swift's new album came out a couple months ago that, you know, obviously Taylor Swift was like 30 mm-hmm. and she was just making kind of not amazing pop music. And then all of a sudden she shifted to something like more folky. Yes. And with Miley Cyrus, she's only like 28. Yep. So she's got plenty of like ground to cover still in terms of other types of music that she could be making. And like, if we were to just kind of box her into this category of like, Oh yeah, Miley Cyrus is trash because she's made trash pop music. Like, yeah, she made some pretty bad pop music for sure, but like when she was like what seventeen, like, well, I mean, I mean uh, uh, in the last decade, yes, yeah, was. she has not had a very good uh, decade. No, no, uh, critically and su- for and such, but no. Well, the other thing too is that she this isn't like the first time that she shifted, and I think that's kind of the weird thing is that I think because we're right here in the midst of it, we're looking at it, and we're like, oh yeah, maybe Plastic Hearts is like the sound that Miley's gonna stick with. But, like, the album before that was country pop, country mm-hmm. rock. Album before that was the one with Flaming Lips. Yeah, not not so good. Like, she's kind of just keeps doing whatever it is she wants to do. And I think Plastic Hearts is just another indication of that. But I think that it's probably her most easily enjoyable uh, universally album mm-hmm. as compared to, like, you know, like the country pop, country rock kind of style that she did on her seven, 2017 album you know, it'll be better than what she was doing in terms of, like, the pop spectrum. But this is, I guess, just... um, I feel like her voice suits the pop rock of the 80s better than, like, the kind of icky pop that she was doing over the last, like, you know, early part of the decade. 
So, but yeah, I don't know. I like Plastic Hearts. I think the song with Dua Lip is really good. It kind of like, because I heard it, I think, maybe like two weeks before the album even came out. Um, and I was like, oh man, I don't even know like if that album was supposed to drop. So I put the song in because I want to talk about the song. But lo and behold, I didn't have to talk about the song because I could just talk about the actual album. So anyways, Plastic Hearts, Miley Cyrus. If you think to yourself, I would never listen to Miley Cyrus, give it a try. Keep thinking. Oh no. <laughs> Keep thinking. <laughs> All right. Next song is uh, The Hungry Wolf of Fate from the band King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard mm. off of their album KG. Jared, have you gotten into King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard just yet? No. I did not think so. I started this album and I said to myself, I, don't think I so. do not care. Yeah, I could see this not really being something that's in line with I probably got like. two or three songs in and I'm like, okay, yeah. I think I'll move on to something else now. Have you tried any of their other albums yet? No, they got too many of them. They got so many. So I don't know if any... Uh, Didn't they release four in one year? They released five in one year. Yeah, 2018. 2018, right? five they records. released... F- no. 17. 17? Because I think they took a gap year in 2018 and then came back in 2019 with two albums. Because 2019 was when they did Infest the Rat's Nest and Fishing for Fishies. So I think it was 2017 that yeah. they released five yes. albums. Yeah. So again, 2017, they released five freaking albums. Uh, and they're all like pretty different from each other is the crazy part. Like They all kind of follow that same realm of like psychedelic rock, uh, garage rock kind of in that spectrum of music and they kind of keep doing something different from album to album to album so after five albums in 2017 they had kind of already run the gamut of genres in that realm like they had like a prog rock album they were like experimenting with like microtonal uh, tuning kind of stuff like a whole bunch of stuff and then 2019 they come back after like a year of not making five albums mm. and they released two more one of them is like a thrash metal album and the other one's more of a traditional psychedelic rock album mm-hmm. and so what's funny is is that kg sounds kind of like uh one of their albums from 2017 and i guess i've gotten used to the idea that their albums are always going to have to sound the same uh, sound different they're never able to sound the same but kg kind of spits in the face of that and actually kind of sees them exploring a sound that they already did um that album so like if you listen to kg and you end up enjoying it uh this one is probably most similar to um flying microtonal banana their album has fun name it's great uh and so that one this one though it has more of like a consistent sound they kind of like they mix things around still but also things come together well. They experiment a lot with like Middle Eastern kind of sounds, which is an odd direction for them to go as well. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I like King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. They always keep me on my toes. I think that's what I like about them is that I'm always on my toes when I'm listening to King Gizzard uh-huh. and the Lizard Wizard. Next one I'm going to talk about, and then uh, I'll, I'll take a little break because then I think uh, from there, you and I will probably be able to talk about pretty much everything else i think though really the first five or so albums were ones that you weren't as probably familiar with so the next one is in the same vein this one is kylie minogue's album 
Disco. I wonder what that album's going to sound like. Sounds like disco. Yes, it does. Sounds like disco. So I did a I did a fun thing because this is the first album that I listened to for November, and I it was the first week and nothing really like super stood out to me, but I was looking at the Kylie Minogue album, which like she's not that big in the United States, yeah, like really at all. Yes. Um, but what I did was was that I kind of did a coin flip where I said I'm gonna listen to the song Can't Get You Out of My Head. Oh, yes. And if I listen to Can't Get You Out of My Head, her biggest, you know, uh, United States charting song, and uh, I find that I end up dancing while listening to the song, then I will then listen to disco. And here we are now. I clearly listen to disco because the song Can't Get You Out of My Head is amazing. Yeah. It's a great song. That's a good song. But she's actually like, it's weird because she's considered like the princess of pop in like other countries. UK. She's really popular in Australia. And, like, she has uh, had five albums now. Five? Let's see. Let me make sure. Yep, five times. Five times she has had albums reach number one in UK and Australia. Wow. Like, how is somebody, like, that important in other countries and they just, for some reason, just didn't land in the United States? It's weird to me. Because, like, I mean, really, if you think about it, like, the UK and Australia don't have, like, a hugely different sound from, like, the Western style of music obviously other countries have different styles of music but those kind of fit in the mm. same realm so i don't know why kylie minogue is not popular in the united states but i like we had madonna we had madonna so we didn't need kylie um but i don't know i i liked disco quite a bit uh, this isn't the first disco-esque album uh that i heard this year i know jesse jesse ware had an album what's your pleasure i believe if i remember correctly it was uh-huh. another like pretty popular disco-esque kind of album um, but I liked it quite a bit. I wouldn't expect to to get into a disco album in 2020, but lo and behold, I did. It kind of goes in that same realm of like you know a dance pop that like a uh, Carly Rae Jepsen kind of did on like Emotion or like Robin has done. Oh yeah. Um, b- people you love. Yes, you love them all. I like Robin. Do you? Yeah, I didn't know you liked Robin. I like that song, Dancing on My Own. That's, That's a, pretty a good, good song. one. I saw what she did uh, for the Adult Swim Festival. Uh huh. She did an hour DJ set. Oh, I love that. And she was just in a room with some lights and some stuff, and she was just playing DJ songs and singing to herself. Nice. I That's like what that. DJs do, you know. It should be. Well, what's funny is that actually kind of ties back to uh, disco. This is her first album where she kind of was taking over a little bit of the production because you know everybody's doing their albums from home, uh-huh. so she's got production stuff, you know, like uh, you know mixing and engineering and all that kind of crap at her house. So I'm just imagining this. Fifth- Everybody except the guy from Alkaline Trio. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what's he doing? Uh, but it's funny because like you can't really imagine like this 52 year old woman like learning how to produce an album just dancing around her house listening to disco that she made like 
it's a fun it's a fun concept i think it's i think it's good so all right jared tell me a little bit about some of the stuff that you listen to this month uh so you want me to how am i supposed to skip the ones you don't have to skip them we can i mean if you if you have something you want to talk about and i was gonna talk about it we can talk about it then like it doesn't have to go in the exact order okay so let's we'll start with uh, Chris Stapleton, which I know that you like that one. That was the second one. So I have one, and then Chris Stapleton. So you're only you're only one away from where I would have been. Okay. So but I please. liked it. Uh, Country it took corner. me a little bit to get into it. Mm-hmm. I like the starting single. Yeah. Uh, the opening, you know, the not. I think it's the opening song. I and think so. Yeah. Also the lead single. Uh, I liked the album. Overall, I yeah, it's gonna be like the Jason Isbell one where I don't go back to it like a ton. Sure, but I like uh, songs from it, and I I just it needs to uh, sit with me. Yeah. Some more. How did you feel about the song "Watch You Burn"? Uh, it didn't. I don't know. It didn't really stick out necessarily, but I, maybe I didn't hear all the the uh, Scarecrow in the Garden from uh, one of his other albums is another like story song that mm-hmm. you kind of have to like pay attention to to really yeah. get it. And I'm sure this is probably a similar maybe. I don't think it's really too much of a story song. I think it's more so I it's my favorite song off of the album. Uh I like a lot of the songs. It really is a really good album because what I think Chris Stapleton does well, which is, you know, what somebody like Sturgill Simpson can do, what um what's the other guy who's kind of in line with them who did the album recently, the instrumental type album? Tyler Childers. Thank you, Tyler Childers. They're all kind of in that realm of like exploring like the more diverse and interesting side of country music rather than leaning into the same country music that we keep hearing in the mainstream realm of country, you know, the country pop uh-huh. basically where he's snap country. Uh-huh. So he snap beats. starting over the Chris Stapleton album is more like it's got more blues. It's got more rock. It's got more soul. Uh, but watch you burn. Like it's like, Sure, it's got a twang to it, but it's more of a rock song than it is a country song. So I'll, I'll play a little bit and see if it, it, it kind of rings the bell for you. Only a coward would pick up a gun and shoot up a crowd trying to have fun. Now the Vegas lights, they won't lose a glow and the band and go on with the show and you're gonna get your time yes you're gonna get your time oh my it's a it's a pretty raucous song my friend uh-huh got some got some pretty rough lyrics there early yes it's a big i don't know it's a it's a really really good song if you aren't into him yet this is a what i would say would be a good place where you'd be like okay maybe i could listen to chris stapleton well he is uh one of the more uh prolific country music guitarists Mm -hmm. uh he you he really showed off on his saturday night live performance from like forever ago when Mm -hmm. the traveler album came out i remember watching. he went out and uh, killed it on the guitar and i know that he does it in at like live performances too Mm -hmm. you don't really know like you don't think of him that way necessarily. You just know he's a really good songwriter because that's what he did for a long time in Nashville. Right. And then made his album, and he's still a really good songwriter for himself too. Right. And then 
his lyricism and his performance, but also his guitar playing. You know, like he's right. He's got the whole package and and tech country music and and rock music and all that. He certainly does. So uh, he's he's very. That's what I think I enjoy most about him and the other people who I kind of mentioned are that they're the ones who are making country music a little bit more important than it has been for the last decade plus. Yes. Probably two decades, really. Um, where, you know, really throughout the 2000s, the country music we've been getting is like the Florida Georgia Lines, the Rascal Flats, the so on and so forth, that are kind of going for that pop country sound. Keith Urban. Keith Urban. We'll never forgive you for that cat thing. How could you, Keith? Uh, but like... You know, Chris Stapleton and others are making country music interesting. They're making country music pressing. They're using good songwriting and focusing on the focusing on the influences that made country what it is to begin with. Because there's folk influence on this album too, mm-hmm. and so you know, folk, blues, rock, those are the things that made country music to begin with, and they kind of all. Kind of slowly have dissipated to just like twanginess, mm-hmm. unintentional twanginess. So yeah, glad you brought that one up. Uh, another album that I thought was pretty interesting was Paris Jackson album Wilted. Did you listen to that album? I did not. I actually uh, we're, we'll cut a little early, but uh, patron David uh, commented and said he's been wanting to listen to that album when we were because we're covering soon. This bonus episode is for November, so we can focus on November, but we're about to cover uh, all of our favorite albums from 2020, Yes, uh, broadly speaking, and that was one he said that he was wanting to check out. So, uh, I, I thought it was interesting. You know who this is? Uh, I know that there is name recognition, but I cannot tell it you. It is Michael Jackson's daughter. Oh, that's Not name is. blanket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, go on. Uh, she has been a model here recently she's acted in some things as well but this is her debut album and i thought it was pretty good it's kind of like she doesn't have an amazing voice but it's just like kind of interesting indie pop music uh listen to the song eyelids but get like into like a little bit past halfway because there's sure. something that happens in it Ooh, okay Talk. your memory see why you wanted me to fade back in yeah, you should have just left because they're they i didn't know they were gonna together. harmonize together they do a whole verse and you you done missed it That's do you, right. you want to listen to the verse they're doing the chorus together and the outro that oh was towards goodness. the end but yeah that is another appearance this month on uh last month we had it on touche more we did and this month it's on the michael jackson daughter album what is andy hole doing he's a, he's he's great i love him so much i do too andy hole is one of my favorite whenever artists. the next manchester orchestra album comes out it is gonna be the album of the year that's what i think i'm calling it right i hope now. so he's he's, if he can, he's if tuned he can in. Get in paris jackson and he can get touche more into that album with him it'd be yeah. the best album ever. i knew i didn't recognize his voice like immediately because i was like listening to it i did finally listen to touche more all the way through today okay by the way. that's good Go uh on. but 
I knew that the voice was interesting. And yes. so I went and I saved the song to go back and look. And I looked at Genius and it said Andy Hall. And so like, you couldn't okay. you couldn't tell immediately then? Like I didn't know. Kind of, it's got kind of a more of a whispered tone on that one. So it kind yeah, of has you, that same Yeah, you don't hear it inflection. as much. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I, I had that kind of like uh, almost hesitancy where I listened to it early and I was like, this Andy Hall. It's de- you can definitely hear him on the Touche Morris song. Yes. Like you, you know it's him. But yes. on this one, he's way more like tempered. But well, it yeah, that was pretty good. Like I mean, his... it's the best song on the album, I think. Sure. Just because it was the most interesting. But it kind of reminds me of like what he sounded like on uh, Right Away Great Captain, which is his more kind of folksy ish yeah. um, sound as compared to his um, you know more rockish rock sound he put to a Touche Amour album so that's crazy yeah pretty cool paris jackson andy hole yep wow uh, another album that i liked that uh, is from a pop punk band that i have liked for a, a long or a while not as long because i got into their album uh, from 2016 crisis mm-hmm. uh it's their um a loss for words but they are broken up uh, i thought but this album came out, and I don't know why, but it is an album full of Motown cl- covers. Yeah, I see that. Uh, but it's like, you know, pop punk versions of Motown. But the most interesting Not song... Not what you thought you'd get this year, but I'm No, in. no. Well, they haven't done a Punk Goes in a while, so I guess they just had to make their own. Motown Goes. But the most interesting one was What's Going On. Um, the uh, What is it? What is that guy's name? Hold on. What is that man's name? Who sang the song? Are you talking about Marvin Gaye? Marvin Gaye? Yeah, Marvin Gaye, that guy. I, I didn't realize that you got lost on Marvin Gaye. I was thinking somebody else. I don't know. Not what, a big deal. You Otis know, Redding is who just, I was thinking. Just the guy who Rolling Stones named the best album of all time, too. Yeah, that guy. That guy. They did a cover of his song, which is a social justice song, basically. Right, right. And they pop-punked it, and it was all right. Huh. Pop-punking Marvin Gaye. Who would have thunk? Who would have punk? Who would a punk thunk? Are you gonna play a song? If you would, you want to play the "What's Going On"? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, that's what's in there, buddy. Yeah, let's do it. Sounds just like Marvin Gaye to me. Yep. Right, 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 right the same, you know? Same same thing right there for sure. Yep. So. Uh, one more song, a single, actually, and then I'll let Caleb uh, keep going with his bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> 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 okay, go for it. A uh, single came out just a few uh, days ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know when it came out, actually. Yeah, not, uh, the 16th, about two weeks. Sure. By Mammoth. W.V.H. Yeah. Who is uh, Wolfgang Van Halen, Eddie Van Halen's son, who performed with Van Halen, and Eddie just passed away. Sure. Guitar legend, guitar god. Guitar god. And uh, this group, I don't know if it's like a band or if it's just him or how it kind of, because it's Wolfgang Van Halen, so he's selling it because it's like he's got a name. Right. But I don't know if it's his band, too. He's not really putting it out too hard if he's just WVH. That's true. Yeah. I mean, the initials are there, but I wouldn't have looked at WVH and be like, is that Wolfgang Von Halen? Yeah. (laughs) Is that who that is? But uh, 
I where did I see it? I think I saw it on an interview. Okay, uh, he did talking about the song and also his reaction to his father dying sure. of cancer, and so he put this song out. It was written I, from what I gathered from the interview. It was written for his dad, and I'm pretty sure like it he gave it to him previously ah. or b- prior to him dying, but it he knew uh, it was coming. Yeah, so it was like it, it's very emotional song. Uh, but it's called Distance. That's He's, not, like, not what I expected, given who we were talking about, you know? Yeah, he's, I mean, like, he just, he did background vocals for Van Halen when they performed live, but he's not ever done anything where he's been the lead. Right. So, I guess, I mean, like, what choice did he have? It's not like Van Halen are going to keep going, necessarily. Right. Because um, they're kind of barely holding on, just touring their old songs, like, because they were, the people were still alive, basically, you right, know? But, right, right. Uh, I was I actually I've seen them before, so that's nice that I got to see them before right. the end of the band and Eddie is no longer alive. But you know, right. he's a good he's a good guitar player. So I can I can uh, speak to it live. It was good. There you go. So uh, I think now would be a good time. Let's. Uh, I know there's two two in particular things that we want to talk about. We're gonna have a little bit of a, a metal break here. Because uh, I know where I want to go, and then I know where I want to go, if you know what I mean. Uh-oh. Because I think you know what I mean. I do. First, we'll talk about an album, then we'll talk about a, a couple singles. Uh-huh. First one, uh, we'll talk about the album is uh, Killer Be Killed, their mm-hmm. album Reluctant Hero. What's the song that you want to play for that one? I like Dream Gone Bad. That's the second song on the album. I, yeah. I thought it, it. Uh, I don't I mean, like, there's a lot of really good. Lot. Yeah, it was one of the singles that came out from it, but mm. the it's one of those things where the first song when it ends it kind of goes into the second song and i like that like um thing in an album yeah yeah yeah. so because before i even play it i'm gonna keep this in um i really like from a crowded wound because it's a really good like big song from them i like that song too but it's not a good like uh introduction to the album i guess it's got a really good slow burn it's a good middle track where you've already kind of gotten an idea of what the album sounds like and then it leads into it. So it's my favorite song on the album, but not a good introduction to this album. So yeah, let's play Dream Gone Bad. Yeah, that was the middle of the album. Yes, it is. Oh, my God. 
That I've, was good. I, I like that. Uh, you missed that. Beautiful, I know. You missed that beautiful falsetto or whatever it is. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you're, you're you're in the line. Well, it's funny is because the problem with Killer Be Killed is that like you can't play one small clip and understand everything that's going on in this album. Yeah. So obviously that portion of the song is the the melodic form of Troy Sanders of Mastodon. Yes. Because Killer Be Killed is a super group. Uh, super group. Heavy metal super group. It's amazing. Uh-huh. Like Killer Be Killed is an amazing super group that like cannot be understated how cool they are because it's Troy Sanders of Mastodon. Mm-hmm. It's Greg Pusciato of the Dillinger Escape Plan. Yep. It is uh, Max Caviera of multiple different Soulfly and Sepultra. Uh, yeah, he was the original uh, vocalist for Sepultra. Mm-hmm. And then the Cavalera conspira- or Conspiracy, which is uh, another of his side things. Mm-hmm. And then the drummer... Is the more recently added Ben, ben Kohler of Converge. And New and, Toyed Man, who's good too. Yeah, 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 they are. Uh, it's crazy, like, I do like New Toyed Man. Who's the other one who's in New Toyed Man? Somebody else is too. Uh... Uh, the vocalist is the guy from Cave In. That's uh, what it uh, is. Steven yeah, yeah. Brodsky. Yeah, that's who it is. They're, Mutoid Man's pretty good. They are pretty good. I like Mutoid Man. But yeah, I it like because for me, what's crazy is is that the one that I'm the least familiar with is the most prolific member of the group. Who? Max. Oh, uh, like I'm least I'm probably. least familiar with like Sepulchre. I've seen his name a lot more, but I think Greg is probably more prolific than Max. Like. <sighs> Maybe I don't know. I don't think so. A lot of like, I mean, Dillinger Escape Plan are pretty well yeah, respected probably, in their right. in their right. like in their realm of music. But Max is a little bit more. I popular. would say Mastodon is bigger than Soulfly, but Mastodon is big because of not what Troy does. That's true. Troy's the bassist. Yeah, uh, he sings as well. Well, they all sing, uh, but like the bassist is not really the biggest member of a group normally i feel like another troy, interesting thing, troy though i think has the most distinct vocals of mastodon though, probably personally yeah. but yeah ahead, what were you gonna say troy has another side project super group called gone is gone that has a new album coming out next week yeah <laughs> so i can't i'm gonna love two troy sanders albums in like two months and i think i think mastodon put out a couple of their like uh it was either b-sides or something like that this year too so like that would mean that Troy Sanders was involved in three separate groups releasing music in 2020. Gone That's is crazy. Gone has uh, the guitarist from Queens of the Stone Age and the drummer from At the Drive-In. Oh so, my god. Yeah, he's he's friends with some people. How he's, on earth is Killer Be Killed and Gone Be Gone going to be like net like Gone just, is Gone. Yeah. Gone is Gone. Thank you. Yeah. Gone is Gone. They're going to be like right at each other's throats and deciding which one is a better super group, and both of them have Troy Sanders in it. That's true. Because I'm I'm excited about both of those groups. Because like I really like Greg Pusciato as a vocalist. Mm-hmm. I think that he's very underrepresented in the metal realm of music because he is one of the more um, technically gifted metal singers. But I think people are kind of turned off to the Dillinger Escape Plan as a group yeah. because they're kind of like a messy math rock yeah. me- like hardcore music. I've never been into them I know how much you like them but I just never, I do I never like have liked what I've heard but right it makes me want to f- listen to like some of their more recent stuff now because I right. like this when this they had a debut album Killer Be Killed did in 2014 mm-hmm. and I really like the songs uh, Wings of Feather and Wax that was the lead single from it and I like have gone back to that song a lot over the last six years yeah but I never expected like usually super groups Will put out one album and yes. then move on, and then like a Monsters, come... of, Monsters of Folk would be an example yeah. of like a folk, obviously yeah. supergroup that one album and we're done. We're done yeah. here. The traveling, traveling Wilburys had yeah. their one and then their three. Yeah, get them. 
Uh, Tricked them again. But they had already, they weren't really together that much at that time that second album came out. But right. it's not, like, six years later, it's very weird to have a supergroup come. But it is. Especially because Ben Kohler was not in the group for the initial album. So mm. they brought in a new, exciting member for their supergroup. Because, like, I, I, I mean, anybody who has listened to the podcast knows that I also really enjoy Converge. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny that, like, Converge is the only of the metal acts here that we've covered. I, I'd like to cover Mastodon next yeah, year. Yeah. So if you like Mastodon, check us out next year. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Like, there's just a lot of really good members. And the album does a great job, because we should talk about the album, too. Mm-hmm. It does a great job of, like, taking influence from all of the members. There's, uh, there's one in particular song I remember... Um, I think it was uh, Animus, the one-minute song mm-hmm. that's just like a huge blast of sound, and it's so Dillinger Escape planned. Mm-hmm. And then like Dream Gone Bad is a super Macedon song, and so like if you like these acts, then it's so easy to like the supergroup. And if you're not really familiar with the members of the supergroup, and you just land on Killer Be Killed, lo and behold, you have now found like four cool metal bands that you can get into. Like yep. holy crap! Yeah, you know what's funny? Uh, before I get too far away uh do you know how i discovered the dillinger escape plan no i found them from a video game and you'd think when i say that you're gonna be like oh no tony honk pro skater again right yeah not this time Uh you want to know what they did a song for it wasn't the sims it wasn't it wasn't (laughs) i would love to listen to a sims version of dillinger escape plan uh no they had a song on one of the wwe games oh nice so i uh i used to play the um the season mode yeah. of wwe games where you got to be the that's gen- how we know blackstone cherry it is yeah Dream rolling down i think it's on that same game probably too, yeah that had, a, right. that had an okay soundtrack well the only reason i remember is because what would happen is is that and so i played the the season mode where you're the general manager you get to pick your your roster yeah. so you get all these uh wrestlers and you start making storylines and have I'm wrestling all this crap. Yep, and so I would leave the music on all the time. So I listened to this stupid same Dillinger Escape Plan song over and over and over again for like a good solid like year to two years. So I'm pretty familiar with that. And wasn't Project Eighty Six on a WWE game too? Probably <laughs> they they had surprisingly okay. Were you, songs. Did we see them live together? Were you there? I don't think so. Oh my! I don't think so. At least Corey Stewart went with us. Ah. That sounds about right. Shout out to Corey Stewart. Yeah, you don't listen to anything. I was going to say, we know you listen to us, I'm sure. Um, But yeah, Killer Be Killed. And then uh, the other one, which is also uh, uh, a huge moment in metal music. Jared, I'll let you... In 2020, really. Yeah, I'll let you take over on this one. Two songs came out from a band that we have covered for Record Roundtable. System of a Down. They have not had a new song in 15 years. Mm -hmm. And they released two singles... Uh, the same day uh, for charity. Yes. For uh, uh, Armenia, I believe. They were in a, uh, some kind of civil war. That's correct, yes. Uh, very bad things are happening in that country. And, very bad. Um, they got together in the studio to make uh, uh, this song, uh, these songs, uh, Genocidal Humanoids mm-hmm. and Protect the Land. One of them, I believe uh, Genocidal Humanoids was a Scars on Broadway song originally, so that's kind of how... Oh. That's what I that read. That makes sense. It sounds kind of Scars yeah. on Broadway yeah. in comparison to more of a system of And then Protect song, This so. Land is kind of an old... seems like an older system song. It song, does, yeah. Like pre-Hypnotized uh, Mesmerize. Yeah. I would say both of these songs really are kind of pre-Hypnotized Mesmerize, from, mm-hmm. at least from my ear. They don't feel like they fit on either of those albums. I liked uh, Genocidal Humanoids more. Protect I This Land was too. kind of um, generic, 
But I'm sure. not going to complain because no. Um, God, no. whatever they make is better than 90% of what comes out in metal music. Like, e- like especially when they have a message. Like, sure. you know, they've always had message songs. Like, BYOB is a great example of, like, here's a really hooky metal song that people Has are a lot more sing. to say. Yes. Yeah. Um, Definitely more um, easy to get into and commercial friendly than Boom. Yeah, Boom was... You don't play that at Pizza Hut in <laughs> Connorsville. You sure don't. <laughs> you sure don't. Uh, but yeah, I agree. I like genocidal humanoids a little bit more. So let's play that so anybody who's a fan of System of a Down can get pumped that they are uh, still kicking around a little. I just love hearing them so gosh yep. darn much. Yep. Like that was that came out the very beginning of the month and yep. I knew I was like, oh, this is like the first thing we should talk about. Like yep. we could spend a whole episode talking about this. I'd be so excited. But mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I don't know if we'll ever get another album, but I think that this like is an if it's if this is all we get, I, I, I'm okay. You yeah. know? Yeah. A lot of people were like on the comments and stuff, which screw the comment section, man. They stink. They were like, oh, they should never make an album. This is what they're going to put out. And it's like, this is better than like most of the things that we've heard all year. So be quiet. Well, I think that they're spoiled because they're going back to like old Sisp of a Down, you know? And so like, they'd be like, well, this doesn't even sound like them. It's like, are you not just happy that they're here? (laughs) Like, get out of my face. Like, I think I don't, I don't think it's like, like, I don't think it's mediocre System of a Down at no, all. No. I would agree that, like you said, that uh, the song is maybe a little bit more generic for them in terms of a System of a Down song. It's not like their most pressing or interesting Protect song. Protect this land. Yes. But like it's still... But a, like... I love to hear how, them. How, how much... Uh, not, I don't want to say effort, but like, like how much of a message do you need to be like there's a civil war going, you know, like yeah. it can be simplified to be like, to make sure that people understand, Hey, this is not good. You know, like right. you don't have to be, I mean, would we know that Armenia difficult. has a civil war? No. If it wasn't for no. The- and all the money went to, uh, the charity, like to fight what was going on, you know, like, so it's not like they're doing it for their own. And you know, I don't know it. Right. Whatever. They're a good band. They're, they're a good, good band. band. They're the good band. All right, let's keep moving forward. Uh, this one we don't have to spend a whole lot of time on, but I still want to mention it is Spirit World Field Guide from Aesop Rock. Oh, uh, yes. A dragon, the cat, the dragon, the conversation piece. Yahweh forsaken a lead him, locking the pot every day in a week of a lot. Reaching even the odds are evolving the mystery meat to the broth who's eating. Scream for his mom all evening, moxie and season of fog. Pop of the grease, ski through, keep out signage, weaving a sock, beacon a snot. Be, 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 but a pop to a fever made through his of a sleepy. So we did a whole episode on Aesop Rock just recently as this new album was coming out. I had wanted to cover Aesop a couple months earlier then found out that Spirit World Field Guide was coming out. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to wait for that album to come out. I like it quite a bit. It's not by any means my favorite Aesop Rock album. Uh, I think it still is in line in quality of his typical work. 
Uh, it's similar to Mystery Fish in terms of like the sonic palette he's working with. He's still producing his music, and it makes sense that he kind of found what he likes to do production-wise on Mystery Fish and kind of kept going in that realm. Uh, but this is obviously a little bit more of like a thematic album. It's kind of... Uh, I mean, he introduced at the very beginning in the song uh, Hello from the Spirit World. It, it's just like this weird, like, uh, you know, spirit guide uh, into another dimension kind of thing. I don't know. Did you did you look at the merch that he has on the website? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, the Flint and all that. Uh huh. Yeah, it's, he's got a, a lighter and a uh, I think it was like a, a water jug type thing, and then something else. Oh yeah, like a pocket knife. Mm-hmm. So like, if you pre-ordered the album, it would like you could have gotten a pre-order that came with one of those like odd items with like the album on it. I got the, I, I pre-ordered the album or I didn't pre-order. I ended up ordering the album later because uh-huh. I didn't know that yes. there would have been a cool thing that came with it, uh-huh. but it's selling for like on the website. I think it's like 40 to $60 for those items. And I was like, yeah, I don't think I need them. Mm. I'm going to be all right without. So, but yeah, after we covered that episode, uh, cause Tyler had mentioned that that album. And then he mentioned that float was reissued. And I was like, well, I guess I got to get those. So now, uh, Aesop rock is now officially the artist that I have the most vinyl records of. He is at a, he's sitting at a pretty five albums at this point. What a so. monumental moment for. All right. I'm going to get through uh, two more albums. And then I know that there's something, there's a couple songs that I know I want to cover and then I'll close out on one more. Okay. So I, I, there's, I, I, I've got an idea of where I'm going with this. I promise. So oh. the next one I'm going to cover is the album, uh, the new album from Kaylee Uchis. Kaylee, Kaylee Uchis. Bless you. <laughs> I'm trying to remember how you pronounce her name. I think it's Callie Uchis. I don't know. I've never heard of this person. You've never heard of her before? No. Oh, she did a song with Tyler the Creator a couple of years ago for her album. Cancel him. Don't. Why? I don't know. What's wrong with Tyler the Creator? I don't know. Uh, he's, you, he's... So you didn't listen to Isolation 2018? No. Okay. Well, this new album is called Sin Miedo. Uh, it's her doing a full album in Spanish, which I thought was kind of cool. This song is Vaya con Dios. I have seen people compare that to like a James Bond theme, which I was like, I hear it. I like that. I like that being a comparison. Uh, but this album, it kind of is in line with Isolation, which came out in 2018. But obviously, uh, the majority of the lyrics are sung in Spanish, um, which I thought was cool because you don't really get. Because um, I mean, she's not huge, but she's fairly popular. I mean, she's got some pretty big songs uh, that she has out there. Uh, you know, after the storm, the one with Tyler, the creator. Uh, is a, it was a pretty big song in 2018, um, but I I liked this album quite a bit. Uh, it's also like because you know that song obviously is kind of like that James Bond that James Bond esque uh, sound, but the song immediately before it, I'll play a little bit of it too. It actually has a feature from Rico Nasty on it, mm. and it is so different from the song I just played. I think it's pronounced Aqua Yomando. I could be totally messing that because I do not speak uh, Spanish, and I'm sorry for any of our Spanish speaking listeners. I'm your little mama said I 
haces todo lo que digas Si estás conmigo solo mando yo Yeah, aquí nos come cuando pedas Mando, aquí yo mando Si quieres conmigo vete acostumbrando Tantos me están buscando Y si no te gusta yo te estoy llamando Yo tomo las decisiones But Rico Nasty's verse actually, uh it goes back and forth where the beginning portion of the verse she's doing in English and then out of nowhere she just transitions into Spanish and like it actually flows perfectly and I was like oh my god that's amazing <laughs> like cuz I don't they like she wrote the portion for Rico Nasty um because I don't think Rico Nasty speaks Spanish. I don't think so. But she, she still, barely speaks English. I know, but she <laughs> she performed it really well. Like it it sounds like totally natural to hear Rico Nasty like rapping in Spanish. I was like, oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I like having an album that's again like you know like a mainstream artist doing something where they're highlighting Latin music, um, where you don't get to see that a whole lot uh, in a popular spectrum, I guess. So. Very good album, uh, definitely worth checking out. The next one, uh, I can also probably not have to spend a whole lot of time on it, uh, but I was very excited about it. It's a less traditional album. Is uh, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds doing Idiot Prayer? I began to warm and chill Two objects in their fields A ragged cup, a twisted mop The face of Jesus in my soup Those sinister dinner deals A meal trolley's wicked wheels And a, a hook bone rising from my food All things good or ungood so uh anybody who remembers i'm sure jared uh he has fond and haunting memories of covering most of nick cave's music um this is uh nick cave the idiot prayer is subtitled nick cave alone at alexander palace because what this album is is nick cave alone at Alexander Palace. It's a whole album of him doing uh, piano-based versions of their old songs, and it's a mixture of songs from the most recent Ghost Town from 2019 all the way back to, like, 80s work. Mm-hmm. So it takes in all, all different forms of the their music. It's a pretty long album at a, a, a solid hour and 24 minutes. Um, but if you're a big Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds fan, it also has a Grinderman song on it, which I found surprising to see a Grinderman song performed on piano. Mm. But like a lot of these, like like a Jubilee Street, I think makes total sense as a um, a song. Into your arms for sure. Into your arms for sure, because a lot of that album obviously was a little bit more piano based. Anyways, mm-hmm. he's gone in that direction before on albums, but to have a full album where he's kind of ho- focusing in on that. What I think is really uh, good about him going in this direction is that Nick Cave has always been a prolific and amazing songwriter. He's very good at telling stories with his music. He's very good at having interesting lyrics. And so Idiot Prayer as an album does a great job of kind of paring things down and allowing you to kind of focus on the um, enigmatic voice of Nick Cave 
and his illustrious songwriting. It's a very strong songwriting performance album uh, rather than it having to be this big ordeal, I guess. There was a whole documentary uh, of it's this It's a concert album, film, too, yeah. A concert film, and they uh, they were filming it, and what happened was was that, um, obviously, you know, they couldn't really put it in theaters at the time, so they streamed it, and I think that there was, like, an issue with the streaming, so they actually, like, released it again later for some people who had paid for it, mm. but um, when they streamed it, they only had it uh, for a couple like days or something like that. Cause they didn't want it to be something that just exists forever. Like that it's, it's something that it was a big moment, you know, like it wasn't just something that like this dropped now it's out forever. It's like, no, you, you paid to experience it and now it's just gone. Mm-hmm. So I wish I had seen him actually perform it. Um, but the album is very good. So if you like Nick cave and the bad seeds and you like their previous work, there's no reason why you would not enjoy these piano versions of the song. Before I get to my last album, I want to focus on some hip-hop music that came out this month because looking at your list and looking at my list, I know there are some very odd hip-hop songs that came out this month that are worth discussing. Okay. Go ahead and hit me with yours. You're talking about the Lil Nas X song? That one is definitely one of them, yes. And the other one is uh, Bree Runway? That's another one, yes. I don't have anything else, do I? Those are the only two I see. I've got some on my list, too. Well, I'm not looking at your list. I'm looking well, at mine. I know, but that's what I'm saying. we got a couple. we got uh, a couple to talk about. i got here, a couple. Two of them, really. Uh, Lil Nas X, known for Old Town Road, did a holiday song called Holiday. <laughs> it's so not a holiday song. It's funny, uh, too, though. The music video is pretty wild, and uh, it's an okay song. I don't know. He's not. He's he's going to fall off. Ain't no way he's sticking around. I don't think so, no. Other people are better. You know who's better? Rascal's better. Uh, he was on my top five of, on Spotify. Was I don't know he? How. I don't know you how. You listened I, to Rascal enough that he was in your top five Somehow. Artists? I don't know what happened. That's I literally hilarious. only listened to one song over and over. Was it your top song of the year? No, no. Uh, uh, Blinding Lights was my top oh, song. Oh, that's right. How close was Rascal, though? Like, was it, I don't know. Was I don't, it up there? I don't. Did it even give me a top five favorite songs? I don't know if it did. Should have. Probably. Well, did you it might have been that song. Maybe not the. At, did you I don't look think at your him as a, I don't think him as an artist. I, oh right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I can find that. Hold That's on. what I meant. I want to know where it's at on the hundred list. Uh, it must be up there. Four. Ah, four. It's amazing. Four by Rumor. That is or, amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rumor's song, Rascal. The, the I always Rascal get confused. But That's yeah. so funny. I don't, we should play that over the freaking holiday song. Not really. <laughs> nah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> so. We don't have to play the holiday song. Okay, yeah. Like, Fuck the holiday song. We ain't doing it. Well, it's funny because, it like, sucks. I also saw that it, like, he, like, talks about, like, his homosexuality in the song. Like, oh, he yeah. talks about, like, being a bottom, I think, oh, in the song. Like, okay. if you look at the lyrics, and I was like, this is a holiday song? <laughs> like, seems like an odd place to. to I don't like I think this. he makes music specifically for TikTok now. That's probably true. That's not a way to make music. Probably true. Go ahead and talk about Brie, Brie Did you listen to this? Do you I know this? didn't, and I wanted to, so I wanted to hear you I, talk about it. It, it came out uh, back um, on November 6th. I was trying to find things because I didn't have like anything that came out the first week of November. So I listened to this album. It was pretty good. It's got a lot of uh, people talking about it, a lot of chitter-chatter. And uh, it's got Missy Elliott is on a song called ATM at the moment. A uh, song called Damn Daniel, which is a good little song there. Great. And then uh, Little Nokia, which is a big song, I think. Uh, and the, there's a remix featuring Miss Rico Nasty, who we just discussed. Wonderful. This is the uh, just the version with only her. It's called uh, Little Nokia. I don't like, I don't like, I don't like Little Nokia's. <laughs> 
Definitely sounds like the mixtape that Rico Nasty would be involved in. Yeah. It's Not a bad thing. Yeah. Did you listen to Jasmine Bean? Uh, Yes. What? I think so. Did you like it? It's weird. I'm trying to remember. It reminded me of uh, Poppy. She's got this weird look. Yeah, yeah, I did listen to that. I didn't love it. It, it does, It's very Poppy-like, but it's not great, I personally. I don't know if it was good. I, I think people think like amazing. it, but I don't... I don't know. I don't know that. Like so, uh, you know, I obviously listen to other albums, but that was one of the the ones that was pretty far behind in terms okay. of. I, I didn't, didn't really know. care to talk about it. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know. Jasmine being not really worth checking out if you're listening to the show. I don't. It's like a visual artist like Oliver Tree, where it's like if you're not looking at it, yeah, is it really good music or not? It's not. I don't it's think it's not it that is. interesting. I don't think it is. Uh, so one song I'm not going to play it because I just want to make sure I mention it is that Rico Nasty had a single that came out, uh, Offer, O H. Oh uh, yeah, I didn't like it. I'm not. I don't you think I'm like gonna it. like her album. That's what I was gonna say. I'm afraid. I didn't want to get into it because she's got an album coming out. Obviously, we're not gonna do a December. Um, you know, uh, best of month. You Why know, not? Because there's gonna be like three albums that I actually. I can make it a short episode. There's no reason not to do it. We'll end up covering it for the 2020 probably. No, we won't. The there's al- no way we're gonna like one album. There's no way one album that comes out in December. I don't. It's gonna qualify in my favorites. It's not gonna have any time. Well, the problem is too is that we're gonna it. we're gonna miss out on the avalanches. How are we gonna talk about Gone Is Gone and avalanches? Oh, we true. gotta do it. We well, gotta. Do we it. might have to. And Paul McCartney's got an album coming out. All right, next listeners, month, listeners, get at us. Let us know that you want to hear us talk about December by listening albums. to this. <laughs> by listening to this, we'll know that you want to listen to us talk about Rico Nasty and the avalanches. Paul McCartney and Paul McCartney and Gone Is Gone and Gone Is Gone. There's probably more. Maybe. I'll be some Christmas stuff. Oh my goodness! I feel like there was good. something I was actually. I know I was excited about Rico Nasty for this week. What was the other thing I was excited about? Obviously, we're coming up on the the end of the 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 uh, week for us. I know that there's a live album. For, we can talk for about Death it next Heaven. month. We're doing it. Who cares? Sean Mendez has an album. No. Well, Seeger Ross has a cool album that might come out, no. and then White Stripes is releasing their greatest hits this week. Oh my! I have to listen to that one for sure. I've never yes. heard any of their music before. No. Um. Anyways, so back to the hip hop. Like I said. Oh yes. Um. I don't know that there's an album coming out, but Tierra Whack had a new song. Actually, a couple new songs, but the one I really enjoyed was Peppers and Onions. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely check that out if you have ever listened to Tierra Whack, and if you have not. She is uh, definitely very, very good. She's in that same kind of realm of like the Rico Nasties and so on and so forth. Um, but she's, I, I think she makes a little bit more like abstract hip hop. Uh, but I enjoy her Whack World album from a couple years ago. It was like a 15 minute. Each song is exactly one minute. It's really cool. Check out Tierra Whack. Yep. Uh, and then two that I want to play because uh, one of them is in particular very bad and one of them is in particular very strange. Okay. Uh, one of them. Uh, did you see that Lil Pump released a new song this no, month? No. He voted for Trump. That's what the song is. It's called Lil Pimp Big Maga Steppin. Oh, no. Yeah. Lil Pimp. Lil Pimp. Ooh. Lil Pimp. Ooh. Lil Pimp. Right around town with a thick bitch. Uh. Put her on drum on a big stick. Uh. Lil Pimp. Kill. Lil Pimp. 
Well, that was the worst song of the year. Lil Pump is awful. He truly just one of the worst uh, things. I should fix what I just said. He did not vote for Trump. He did not vote at all. But he was out uh, supporting Trump. But when they asked him, he said he did not vote. Well, the what? I know. What a weird thing to do. That's a dumb thing to do. Why would you campaign and then not even vote? If you don't know who Lil Pump is, he's the idiot who made Gucci Gang. That's true. He also wrote, uh, performed with Kanye on the song "I Like It," I uh, believe is what it's called. Oh, speaking of Kanye, d- uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> back to the Grammys, uh, full circle. Oh yeah. Did you see his album got nominated for a contemporary Christian album. Yeah, after he peed on his Grammy on Instagram <laughs> Live. That's what he did. He peed God. on it. It's so so Christian like he is. Uh, and then the last one, which uh, may be one of the strangest hip-hop songs of the entire year. Okay. Uh, this is the song uh, Krabby Step, which is uh, Sway Lee, Tyga, and Lil Mosey okay. uh, from the upcoming movie Sponge on the Run. I thought it's already out. It might be, actually. Because we played that clip on the Snoop Dogg episode. I think you're right. That's right. Yeah. So this I, album's, this maybe al- we didn't play the clip. But anyways, yeah. So this is from uh, the film Sponge on the Run, a, a SpongeBob film. And I can't find There's my cursor. Let me guess. Tiny, a small salad. I'll take a double, triple bossy deluxe on a raft. Four by four animal style. I need that. Well done with a cheese at. Hey, big flex, believe that. My friends got my back. You know that hip hop has gone in a very strange world. When uh, big hip hop artists are making songs for the SpongeBob film, and they're sampling SpongeBob in the midst of that and making like pretty typical modern hip hop sounds with it, it's weird. That's going in my rap playlist. <laughs> I thought it might be. What a I, weird thing. I know. It was so crazy. You know, Swale, uh, Swale was on that uh, Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Sunflower thing. So yeah. he's he's getting in them cartoon songs. He sure is. He's a cartoon phenomena. I like how there's there's no explicit. That's surprising. I mean, it's not surprising because there shouldn't be. Right. But it's it's like, not for SpongeBob on the Run. No. So what a weird thing. Very weird. I agree. Is this oh, movie out? I can't figure it out. I thought it wasn't, but maybe it is. It's hard for movies to be out right now, so it's hard to say. Well, I thought it was on digital. I don't know. Because yeah. I had read, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh, also, before I get to the other one, this is a, a very un- uneasy break, but uh, I meant to mention this with the Nick Cave album, is that uh, Phoebe Bridgers also released a, uh, or orchestral version of many of the songs off of her most recent album, Punisher. Uh-huh. Uh, the Kyoto song, which is my personal favorite song mm-hmm. of the entire year, uh, which was uh, proven by my Spotify uh, end of the year thing. Oh yes, not surprising at all. My most listened to song. Oh um, really? It the, is. You're oh, talking about if we make it through December? Uh, that no, that's actually another thing that came out. So that that she had both the if we make it through December, and she also had Copycat Killer that came out this month. Oh, I did. Is that pop up on here? I don't Copycat know. Copycat Killer. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I listened to some of that. Yeah. So it's got like it, basically it's just orchestral versions of many of the songs. So I would check that out if you like viewers. I was going to mention that around the listen the, to uh, if we make it through December too because yes. it's got four holiday tunes. Uh, well, yeah, three holiday songs and and one that's kind of a holiday song, but it's just called if we make it through December. Which 
if you name a month that the holiday is in, that counts as a holiday song. But she did right. Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, Christmas song, and 7 o'clock slash Silent Night with Fiona Apple's on there. Mm-hmm. And Matt Berenger, who's... Uh, National. Berninger. Yeah. Berninger, yeah. Who's where the... Didn't he work on... Did he work on the folklore, or is that another person? No, but it's another member of the National. Yeah, they're all over the place this they're year. They're all over the place this year. You are right. Oh, Bleachers. Uh, You know Bleachers? Yes. He released a song with Bruce Springsteen this oh. month. Huh. It's pretty interesting. It is pretty interesting. A lot of stuff going on here. Anyway, last we, song of the month. Here we, we are. We got ourselves mixed around on what we were because I was trying to keep with the hip hop. Uh, I'll, I'll say something else. This hip hop, and then go to what I wanted to say. Oh my goodness. Uh, uh, Future and Lil Uzi Vert uh, released now. It was really bad. Oh, that's all. Well, that's not worth talking about. I just wanted to switch back to hip hop. Did you listen to the Juicy J album? Uh, no. It's good. Is it? Juicy J is like... Isn't uh, he the guy who was on uh, Dark Horse with Katy Perry? Yes. But I didn't know this. So the the opening song is uh, is called... Hold on, let me find it. The album is called The Hustle Continues. Mm-hmm. The opening song is called Best Group. And I did not realize this, but Juicy J was in 3-6 Mafia. So he's oh, talking yeah. about how he's in the best group. Yeah. But like... This was a pretty good album. It's it pretty short. Mm-hmm. Uh, only well, I guess it's forty-seven minutes, but pretty it's short. Not, well, it's for a rap album. <laughs> yeah, know, that's like, true. These that's sixteen songs, but like most rap albums now are like two hours long because right. they're trying to get that stream money. All oh, that stream money, baby. But, uh, but Spotify, doing, Spotify hitting him up with lots of pennies. Uh, Juicy J is like he's the OG of that style. Yeah, of like the future and the young thug and like that kind of style of music. Right, right. Uh, Juicy J is doing it still, and he's doing it better than them. And I was pretty. Think so. It was pretty interesting. Yeah. So did you did you listen to to Pluto X Baby Pluto? Mm, I I listened to a few songs. I can't. I don't. I can't do things like this anymore. <sighs> I know. My ears. I they deserve better than that. I know. Bad well, like music. Marty on Me is like one of the worst songs of the year. But then Marty the song Marty on Me is the second song. What's it called? Marty Marnie. Marnie M-A-R-N-I. on me. Marnie on me. Is, is that me. like what does that mean? I don't know. Is that like Marley and me. I don't know. The dog I really movie. Don't. The song plastic is okay. That's all I'm gonna say. But anyways, oh my. Uh, to close things out. Yes. Good news. Good news. Why is it the best song of the or best album for me of the month? I do not know. Uh, but yeah, good news. Megan the Stallion. To a savage middle Fingin' all of my pictures Just to remind y'all I ain't having it I'm the baddest bitch You wanna fight about it Put them in the booth I bet I'll take the title All of these hoes My sheep Mary had a little lamb They was talking about me Hey, yes, I saw I switch back Lot of IOUs I ain't getting back Lot of shit I should've walked away from But the hood bitch Jimmy kept pulling me back Wish I would let a hoe in my business Hey, quit asking about these niggas Look, you don't wanna sip this tea If I give you the dish You might get in your business Tell a hater Fuck you They keep coming Telling me I don't know why Good News is so good. Did you like Good News? I thought it was pretty good. I listened to yeah. it twice. Okay. Uh, I've revisited it quite a few times. Um, it's funny because like Megan Thee Stallion has had like probably... The best year of, of any artist, probably, really. One of the best, yeah. For she like, has the biggest song. Yes. She was a XXL freshman, mm-hmm. which is like... This is probably the biggest freshman they've had for their first year. For their first year, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, like obviously like other big names have been in... Uh, you know the. I mean, Kendrick's ahead of her, but he yeah. he's been around forever, and he was probably gonna do it without that. Right, because I mean, like Vince Staples, Denzel yeah. Curry, there's a bunch of Chance. big names. Anderson, Anderson Pac, like there's big names that have come out of you know Double XL, but 
like in the year that she was released yeah. as the freshman, like, oh my God. So she obviously, like you said, like big, one of the biggest songs of the year. Um, WAP is a huge song as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Savage. That's yeah, the, Savage the Carol is, Baskins thing. That's what, oh, yeah, my yeah, yeah. The, the Savage is a huge song too. So, I mean, like this album, within it has Savage and it has, there's another one that was like, I felt like it was kind of big. Maybe not. Maybe Savage is really Well, the big. shots fired thing is interesting, too, mm-hmm. uh, that uh, uh, she was shot in the foot Yes. by, uh, what's that dude's name? Oh, I don't remember right now. Jeez. What is that guy's name? He doesn't matter. What is his name? I he shot know. her in the foot because he's mean. Because he's mean. That's all we need to know. But uh, he released a diss album yes, and said, I did not shoot you in the foot. And then uh, everyone's like, well, but you did. And he did shoot her in the foot. Yeah. And uh, so on this album, the opening track is called Shots Fired, and she talks about this. Yeah. Uh, feeling betrayed and feeling uh, like her foot hurt. And uh, so Ouch. it's interesting. I, we haven't had a feud like this since uh, probably Eminem and MGK, and this is way better because there's actually shots fired, so kill shots. It was foot, fo- foot shots. Foot shots, yeah. And uh, But yeah, that's not. she doesn't dwell on it the whole album. That's no, good. She, she She's just like, this is dumb. She addressed it and got out of the way. I saw a thing that uh, basically some comments I saw were basically like, she's really trying to sell this foot. You know, like she's using yeah, it I saw that too, for though. like clout to sell albums and it's like well or maybe like, you just had like somebody shoot you in the foot that's kind of a big thing that happened in your life yeah. like shut up yeah like if i like okay if i were to make an album yeah. okay yeah like i, I wanted to make an album yes. about things going on in my life yeah in my music yeah. and recently somebody shot me in the fucking yeah. foot with yeah. a gun um, i think that might come up in terms of things that were going on in my life lately mm. But uh, I so what I think is particularly uh, cool about Megan the Stallion is that she is technically proficient as hell. Oh uh, yes, like she is a phenomenal like like f- her flow is off the charts. She's better than Cardi B for sure. She's better. She's up there with Nicki. She's better than Nicki. No, I don't know. Well, that's tough. Nicki's good. You got. She's it. better than Nicki. Oh my. I think that she's uh she's got more interesting ways of using lyrics where Nicki Minaj. Uh, has now gotten to a point where she's just so pop mm. that like you know like like Anaconda is like a oh, prime nice. example of her just kind of like uh. I mean she has songs on this too like Body is probably my least favorite song on Good News it, it's a little repetitive and kind of not that interesting but for the most part most of these songs land really well for me um, it's not like exceptionally long it's like 50 minutes. It's yeah. got, but like she kind of, so she's obviously in the same realm as other like female hip hop artists, which are like springing up like, like all over the place lately. I mean, you've got the Cardi B's, the TR Wax Freak and Nasties, Megan Thee Stallion, uh, you know, so on and so forth. You yes. can go on and on. Uh, but she's more like a Missy Elliott than she is like the more modern versions yeah. of hip hop artists. So she's kind of like etching out her own. Uh, path in modern hip hop rather than being like, yeah, I'm just another Cardi B, just another so on and so forth. Like she's kind of doing her own thing. Well, she uh, came to fame, not from other things. Like she became popular because of her music. Whereas Cardi B was like doing Instagram stuff. Right. And like was married to offset and like she had all these extracurricular things and her personality and everything. And her music kind of came she's certainly, second. She's certainly no Whereas, bad baby. Uh, well, that's another person that we don't need to talk about. Nope. Um, but yeah, like Megan the Stallion was, she started as a rapper 
and continued that. She's had some stuff like in uh, popular things, but she, to her core, is an, is a artist. Yes, and she's kept that, and like this album was, you know, a good indication of that. She's tried a few right. different styles, but for the most part, she stuck with her lane that yeah. has got her to where she is, which is like one of the biggest artists in the world right now. It, she really is, and that's what I think is maybe one of the most interesting parts of. I mean, because it's cool is to me, kind of just to round things out is that she had such a uh, amazing year in terms of popularity. She had so many big songs, a, a lot of attention on her. And then like right at the end of the year, she caps things off with a really, really good album. Like mm-hmm. probably one of the best hip hop albums of the year, like period. And so like to go from being like a huge commercial success to then having an actually solid album, like it just shows that like she deserved to have the good year that she had she was the good news Mm. for this year so uh that's all i've got to cover for november uh jared you got anything else that you wanted to uh address before we close out nope not necessarily i did not think so either oh one last thing really quickly uh if you're listening and you're thinking well they missed a couple albums this month uh let me do you a favor don't listen to acdc or the smashing pumpkins oh acdc it was so bad it's oh very repetitive. Gosh. Power Up was such a... It was my least favorite album of the month. Uh-huh. Not the year. Month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. so bad. Yeah. It's just their same... Like, I think I told you about this, is that uh, I had a friend. I was on the phone with them, okay? And what I said was, I'm going to play you a song. I'm going to play you an ACDC song. You got to tell me if it was made in the 70s, the 80s, or if it's on this new 2020 album. They were guessing nonstop, because it all sounded the goddamn same. Uh-huh. Uh, Smashing Pumpkins, boring, boring, way too long. Hmm. Not interested, not fun. So if you're like... That's our podcast right there. That's our podcast. Boring, boring, (laughs) it's not fun. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. (laughs) That's our closing. Thank you for listening to this bonus edition of Record Roundtable where we covered the music that came out in November. And uh, maybe we'll come back for December. Jared is pretty adamant about it. So uh, if we've got good reason... It's we've all got, I care about. I listen to music just to talk about it. That's right. If good new, if we've got good news for you for December, we'll be back to talk about it. If not, just check out Record Roundtable again. Uh, here soon, we're going to be covering all of our favorite music of 2020, not just by month. The whole year, it's going to be crazy. We've got a lot to talk about. Be there for it. Goodbye. Cut the shit. I ain't going back and forth with a broke bitch. Jawbreaker, I ain't fucking with the sucker shit. If I cut her off, then I mean it. I'm fucking bitch. The more I ignore you, the more you.